who will roll away the stone? They had been saying to one another on their way to the tomb, these three faithful women, who will roll away the stone? And the gospel writer of the gospel of Mark made it very clear what that stone was. It was very large. But you see, it's not just the immense magnitude of the stone for them. It's all that the stone represented. The stone was the weight, it was the gravity, it was the grief, it was the loss, it had all of their expectations of Palm Sunday had come crashing down, and everything that stood before them and what they had hoped for, them and what they had dreamed for, was now blocked by the stone. Jesus had died on Good Friday. The hope of a new kingdom was gone. The hope of healing where the low had been lifted high. All of that was gone. Because Jesus was not just a son, a friend, an important rabbi or teacher. Jesus was the Messiah. God himself come to save all of God's people and wrong all the rights, or right all the wrongs in this world. And the stone was heavy, and they were not going to be able to move it, but they journeyed there nonetheless. This morning, I wonder for us, what does that stone represent in your life? Surely all of us can relate to the stone of the global pandemic that is beyond us and what we hope our future might look like. Words like new normal and the COVID cases on the rise. But it's not just that, is it? It's the loss of a loved one. The challenges we face with mental health. It's the loss of a friendship or a relationship. the loss of a career. What is that stone for you that stands there, immovable, imperviable, blocking you from what hope looks like? Stopping you from moving forward, weighing you down, as if it's a burden that will never go away. See, because when you think of that stone, which we all have before us, the micro stones that we feel, or the macro ones, like when will we be able to see some sense of unity in our nation? When will racism or sexism cease? When will we see the kingdom that Jesus promised. Who will roll away the stone? Those women ask. The thing is, though, is to ask it takes courage, doesn't it? Because the ask it has this lingering sense of hope that perhaps it might move. And some of us, some of us just don't even have the courage the strength to say 
who will roll away the stone. We've been grippled by the fear. We've been reminded of that mistake in our past over and over again. We've been passed by and missed the opportunity for that promotion. And we just don't know that we can ask who will roll away the stone. Because a wrong mistake will carry you for the rest of your life. That diagnosis will be your end. But for a minute this morning, let's journey with those women. Let's go to the tomb. Let's ask the question, who will roll away the stone? And so it's not surprising that when those women, they come upon and they see it had in fact been rolled back, they don't jump for joy with excitement and passion, but they are struck with fear. Because imagine just for a minute that stone, that obstacle that stands between you and what good should look like or us and what unity in the kingdom of God might be. Just imagine the amazement and the confusion that would take us over if those stones would be rolled away. We wouldn't know what to do because we don't even know what it looks like beyond. We can't even get there. And so they're struck with fear and some sense of amazement because the obstacle had been removed, but they don't know what they're going to do next. Some of you might know that the Gospel of Mark has two endings. It's kind of like the movie, you know, where they have at the, the end that you can, you can go and watch the alternate ending. Well, they have the one that I like, and they have the other one. The first one ends just in this moment. The women are struck with awe and terror, and then it goes on, and then they tell the disciples, and then it is done, it's at the climax, and you're ended. For some of us, we love those because it makes us wonder. For others of us, we despise those because we want to know what happens afterwards. And for those of you who like that, just read the second version, which then gives us a sense of what's going to happen beyond. Jesus meets with the disciples. Jesus raises and ascends to heaven. But see, the first writers of the Gospel of Mark, they couldn't see beyond. The oldest writing was the shortened version because they found themselves still in this place of unknown, but they had this sense of awe, the sense of disbelief, the sense that the stone that stood before them had been rolled away and that Jesus Christ had risen. And that's all they knew. Because they were still worried about the threat of the Roman Empire. They're still hearing rumors of the Jewish people trying to revolt. They might have found themselves in the time when Emperor Nero was persecuting both the Jews and the Christians because of the great fire of Rome. They didn't know what tomorrow was going to look like. They didn't know what good was going to look like, but they knew one thing. 
Christ had risen that day. That the ultimate power that they could imagine in this world, death itself, had been defeated on that day. And so while we don't know what the new normal will bring, we don't know what we'll do even though we had those mistakes from our past, we don't know what we'll do without that loved one, we don't know so much about what happens next. We know that the power of God is stronger than all of those things and that the stone that was once immovable and unable to be broken through has now been rolled back and Christ has risen and there is a path that leads to life. That the stone has been rolled away and that there is a path that leads to life. That hope is possible, that peace and unity and the kingdom of God is a possibility that we can realize and that is the hope of Easter morning for us. Not that we know with certainty, but that we can believe in the possibility. You see, our next sermon series is going to be one where I invite you, if you haven't yet, to give your questions because our faith is not one that we must not wonder, we must not question, we must not doubt. Our faith is one that journeys together with the incredible possibility that death itself has been defeated. And so nothing can separate us from the power and the love of God in Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul says, Neither heights, nor depths, nor angels, nor demons, nor anything in all of creation can separate us from the love of Christ. Period. And it's on Easter that we know it. Because the love of God led Christ to the cross. But death was not powerful enough to defeat and to hold back our Lord Jesus Christ and that the stone has been rolled back and we can celebrate the possibilities that stand before us. We can follow Christ into the great unknown, because God will never leave our side. And so you might not be able to tell your friends what the good will look like. You might not be able to answer all of your questions or there. But we can believe in the possibility of God's power and love because we can proclaim together, Christ is risen. Okay, I guess we can't believe it together. We can believe it together because Christ is risen. Christ is risen. And the stone has been rolled back and nothing can stand in our way of the hope in the kingdom of God that God wants us to realize because Christ is risen indeed Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. I invite you to pray with me. Holy and gracious God, 
It's because you live that we can go beyond. It's because you live that the stone has been rolled away. It's because of your love in Christ Jesus that we can believe that nothing can stop your love for us. And that even though it's unimaginable, we can see the injustices becoming right. We can see unity. We can find peace. We can live hope. And it's in your son, Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.